the first um, 13 verses are, if you want, they show three uh, attributes of God. For us to come to pray, for us to seek his face and in our own personal life, three attributes of God are here. That is God's omniscience, God's omnipresence, and God's omnipotence. In his omniscience, he knows all things. All things about you, about me. He knows all things about our thoughts, our minds, and our deeds, our actions. Secondly, his omnipresence is that he is everywhere at once. He's not only here, but he's with every other believer. And he also fills the heavens and the earth. And then thirdly, it shows us his omnipresence. His omnipresence. His omnipresence, or pardon me, his omnipotence. His omnipresence is the second one. His omnipresence is... uh, Sorry, I'm getting you mixed up. Omniscience, omnipresence, and omnipotence. I got it right. The third one is omnipotence. It is all-powerful. He is all-powerful. That means that there's nothing too difficult. There's nothing too hard for God. It means that he upholds all things by the word of his power, that he is the creator, the maker, the keeper, and the sustainer through all things and through it all time and eternity, that all completely rests in and on him and through him. The idea here is that when David is... uh, singing this, he he writes this to the chief musician. He wants to sing, first of all, to the glory of God. What a way to come into his presence. To sing, Lord, you are omniscient. You know all about me. You know everything about all of us. You are omnipresent. You are with us at all times, Jesus said. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And how does he do that? But through his Spirit. And of course, he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Doing that which is impossible for you and for me that God alone can do. So when we're reading this, he's saying, I want this to go to the chief musician, that we worship him in such a way. And if we can think of when we pray, when we come into his presence, no matter where it's here or at home or wherever, this is the same God at your home as he is in here. Same God in here as he is in many other places and many other assemblies where his people are meeting together. So when we look at this, verse 1, let's look at his omniscience, his all-knowing. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting, mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Think about this. It can work for the good for you, and it can work for the Not the bad, but it can work for the betterment of you. Lord, you know my failure. You know I've let you down. You know what I've done, the things I've committed, yet he still loves you. He still loves you. Lord, you know the problems I'm in, the things I'm going through. You know the hurts. You know it all, Lord. And he says, well, I know you from your down sitting to your uprising. I've searched you, and I know you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He says in verse 3, Thou compassest my path 
and my lying down and aren't acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Thou hast set me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Notice those first six verses are led and pointed to the omniscience, omniscience of God that he knows all things. Next comes the omnipresence from verses 7, 6 into 7, right down to verse 10. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. How is God going to do this? How is he going to sort this out? How is he going to work it out for us? And all things God works together for the good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, Paul says. And yet when we see tragedies and disappointments in our lives and we say, Lord, how, how does good work out of this? We don't know how he does it, but he does. He always does when we trust him and keep our eyes upon him. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, the word hell really means if I make my bed, if I die, you'll still be there. I can't get away from you. Even death will not separate you and I. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, or the right hand shall hold me. So that's his omnipresence. You know all things. Now you're with me at all times and in all things. I can't get away from you, Lord. There's times that we feel that we need to run, we want to go, we want to hide, but God's always there, no matter where we are. He's always with us. And you know, sometimes we're like that in various ways. It's, I was speaking to a man just last week. And he didn't want me to say to anybody, but he had been getting tests on and he found out he's cancer. And he was going to get tests on the night. He phoned me and he says, would you meet me? And I met him, sat, on our, sat in my car for about an hour and a half with him. <coughs> took him for a cup of tea, sat for about another hour and a half with him, and then when I was going to leave, he didn't want to be on his own. Sat for about another hour with him in the car, in Lurgan. And this man had drove some distance to come to talk to someone. He, he said, you know what it's like? He says, I want to get out of my skin and run. I can't get away from this. He says, I keep thinking if I got on a plane and went somewhere, it would go away. I says, but you go there, you've still got it, it's with you. You have it with you, and you're carrying it in. He says, yeah. He says, I just I don't know how to deal with it. And it's like that with many things where whenever we think that we are dealing with it in such a way, it's always there. The problem faced and dealt with is better. Because then when you say, Lord, he could say at this time, Lord, I have cancer. Didn't he want me to mention the name at the time? He says, I'm afraid of the name. I says, well, you have a big God. And he said he was helped and strengthened the way he went home. And he went through big surgery last week. And I went to the hospital to visit him. And he says, they were afraid of it being all through him. And you know what? It wasn't. And they've got it all. 
I would have liked the Lord to heal him completely from it. But it's in God's ways, and I can understand them all the time. But can you imagine if he had ignored that and ran away all the time? It doesn't get better. And he, this, man, this man says, I'm so glad now I just wanted it out of me. He just wanted this cut out of him. And David says, look, I, I just want to run away at times. I want to hide. I want to take the wings of the morning. And if I go away and fly to the othermost parts of the earth, and I think I'm just even going to get away from God, he's like, he's like Jonah getting on the boat to flee to Tarsus. And the thing was, outside of the pillars of Hercules there, which is the Straits of Gibraltar, around the Mediterranean area at the time, it was believed that if you got outside the the Straits of Gibraltar, the Pillars of Hercules, that you were outside of God's presence. That's what a lot of them believed in ancient days. I can't say Jonah particularly believed that, but that was a thought. And there's all sorts of thinking where we think, well, you know, I may not really believe that, but if it's going to help me in this, I'm just running. I'm going to go. And that's what he'd done. Jonah got on the boat, but God had greater plans for him. And God says, I'm already way ahead of you, Jonah. I've already prepared a fish. Just think, there was a fish that God had born, been birthed in the sea, a whale or a fish, big fish. And God already had it prepared to swallow Jonah to bring him back to land again. Even before the storm came, even before Jonah decided to run, God says, no, 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 you're mine. I'm bringing you back. And sometimes here, like David, we want to get up and run. We think that suicide's the way out. Many people think it. My, my, my problems are over. My hurts are, are too much. And, and it's not. It's not the way. I think if, if we have uh, the switch that is flicked, then if I make my bed in hell, if I make my bed in the grave, then it's all over. It's all over for me. But that's not true. Talking to Alison on the way up, uh, um, my, my cousin there, a young woman, committed suicide the other night. And she's being buried tomorrow. And dear lover, she was tormented. She just had a wee baby a few months ago. And she had taken ill over, she's had four children, but taken ill. But she's being buried tomorrow. And I thought, you know, she thought that she was getting away from this. She thought that she couldn't cope anymore. And I'm going to take the wings of the morning. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the grave and it'll be all over. And she wasn't saved. Took her life, took tablets, wrote a note, went to bed. And it's not the answer. It's not the answer. Christ is the answer for everything. I've tried witnessing to, I buried my uncle last year. And when I was burying my uncle just last year, she was at that funeral. And I was telling them that Christ is the answer. And he is the answer. He's all we have. Here David says, there's things I just, if I run, you're still there. You know, God is with you. Brother, God is with you. Sister, God is with you. He's with you in the literal storm that we hear the wind blowing outside tonight. He's with you in the heart, the mind, the storm of the home, the situation that you find yourself in. God is with you, even though we feel worthless. He loves you more than your worthlessness. He loves you more than your worthlessness that you feel. So here he says, if I 
take the wings of the morning in verse 9 and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. You know what the right hand is for? Why not the left, David? Goats are on the left. Sheep are on the right. Right hand speaks of authority. God's authority, he holds you with it. Right hand speaks of fellowship. He still says you're mine. You're still in fellowship with me. It's all of him. Even when we think we're not. Still all of him. And then from verses 10 to 13. Even there shall thine hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Notice, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be about me. So from verse 10, his hand, his, this is his omnipotence. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness as the light are both alike unto thee. David is saying, even in my darkest of nights when I can't see, you know, you turn the lights out here now and it's a dark, wintry night, you can be assured if you hadn't got those, the fire escape lights here, we wouldn't be able to see a finger in front of us. Yet it's just as if every light of glory was on when God looks at you. Even when we look out and see it dark, God sees it all light. He sees what he He sees where we are. He is with us in it. And he says, I am the one whom even the darkness flees from. And darkness only exists in the absence of light. Every time you go and you're in somewhere dark, you're shining a light in your work, wherever you are. You're the light of that place. And so David is telling us here, as we come into God's presence, he's omniscient. He knows all things. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere with us at once. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Notice what he says here in verse 13. For thou possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in thy mother's womb. You know what he says? Even when you were a so-called, what the, what the abortionists like to think of a fetus, you were a baby. You were not an accident. And that he knew you and loved you even before you came forth from the matrix of the womb. He says, Lord, you knew me then. God says, yes, and I still love you now. I still love you today. So now in the thought of that, look what David says. I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. David says, I know this in my heart. And you know in your heart, brother, sister, that in the midst of all of this, He is the one who keeps you. And you're still loved by him. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance. And yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. He says, even before my wee fingers started to take form, even before my hands started to grow, even before my legs started to stretch out, even before I started to look into human form, he says, you had me in the palm of your hand. Doesn't it show you these abortionists and all these pro-choice things? What's happening to wee babies? 
God says, I know that. That's a life. That's a baby. Notice what he says in verse 17. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Now take it from what David's saying. He is the God who is not only with us, but he is the God who knows us from before we're even born and still loves us. And he says, your thoughts toward me. Do you know when we think of God sometimes, we think all different things and then he comes to our minds and we may, maybe we'll go and pray or maybe we'll decide to come to the meeting like tonight. But do you know that he thinks about you all the time? See, because he's God, there's nothing distracts him from thinking about you. Nothing distracts him. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me. Notes, oh God, how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are, more, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. You know what he's saying? When I go to sleep, you're thinking about me. And whenever I wake up again, and I'm unconscious maybe, I don't know how good a sleep you are, I'm not a great sleeper, but even when I do get to sleep, and I'm not conscious of him, he's still watching over me. He's still watching over you. He's still thinking about you. And when I awake, I'm still in your mind. And then he goes into, Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise against thee. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. He said, you are not only the omnipresent and the omniscient and the omnipotent God, but because you are that, I praise you, I worship you, you fashion me, you know all about me, you still think about me, you love me in spite of me, not because of me. And Lord, if I can run away at times, I would, but you, I can't get away from you. And you can't escape him nor his love, brothers and sisters. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes we feel we've escaped his love because we have been so wrong. Listen, you can't escape the love of God. You know why? Because he loved you from before the foundation of the world. Before your wee fingers grew and your toes sprung out, he loved you then. He loved you when you came forth from the matrix of the womb. He loved you before you were even conscious of him. He loved you when you were in your sin and in the world and getting up to no good like I was. He loved you right through and his love has not changed and he loved you that much he already prepared the way when Christ died on the cross for us and now that he has you he says there's nothing shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord so there were just a few thoughts I had in my mind before I came out tonight I wanted to share them with you